Hello, loved ones. It is me, Rebecca Conrand, here with the Energy Report. I'm recording this and hopefully I'll be able to upload it. Fingers crossed. But, you know, you can always read my newsletters, um, which are usually linked in my bio on Instagram or via the newsletter archive uh, on my website, rebeccaconran.com. So this info is always available to you, even if uh, sometimes the podcast isn't. Alrighty, this week is the energy report for March the 30th to April the 5th. The theme uh, I've chosen this week is I direct my focus towards what I want to grow. I direct my focus towards what I want to grow. So this is just a reminder, again, that if we are focusing on failure, if we're focusing on um, a story for the future that um, where we don't have our needs met, humans don't have resources, um, you know, it's very real that we will manifest that for ourselves. Manifestation is simply the art of attracting uh, whatever energy we are sending out, how, whatever our focal point is we will surely create that. We are excellent co-creators. So this isn't to say that every negative thought you've ever had is creating uh, some negative situation in your life, but we want to just really be aware that we have this absolutely fantastic ability of co-creation through our minds, through our thoughts. So this is simply a call to action to make sure that our uh, thoughts are focused, on what we want to grow, what we want to see, that we are holding uh, a vision of unconditional love, of uh, worthiness, of value, uh, above any other fears that we might rightly also have, but that our ability to um, call in benevolence is more powerful than our ability to call in uh, fear energy. So I direct my focus towards what I want to grow. The tarot this week is the King of Cups. Um, so I, I've really enjoyed, I have Alejandro Hodorowski, the director's book that he wrote on the tarot called The Way of the Tarot. It's a great book. It's huge, um, very in-depth. And I really have been enjoying the way that he writes as if he's the cards talking lately. So I'm going to read to you what he says. The King of Cups is speaking now. I obey the universal will of love. With the experience of age, I've grasped that there is no greater wisdom than kindness. Beneath its aggressive appearance, I see the true essence of the world, simple and full of tenderness. The business of my kingdom is flourishing because everything I receive I give away, nothing for me that is not for others. I good-naturedly, all right, I spelled this wrong, I put, I good naturally, I good naturedly express my contentment before the existence of conscious beings. People can count on my collaboration and assistance. I do not command my, I do not command, but am at my subject's service. So this is if the king of cups could talk. So this king is wise, he's tolerant, he's calm, he's caring. He is in a good flow of giving and receiving. He's not hoarding all the 
all of the goods for himself, any goods that he's getting, he's giving it back. There's a flow going on. There's a deep knowledge within him that comes through his sensory feeling in connection to his heart. So we're asked to be like the king this week, to look for where we can serve the greater good, to respond calmly in the face of crisis, to be tolerant and understanding of how others may be responding to fear, wounding, and suffering at this time too. One thing I do want to say is something that I saw in the very beginning of this crisis here in America was a lot of uh, practitioners and healers um, rising to the occasion, of course, uh, and immediately doing lots of meditations live and, you know, um, going into a place of fixing the fear that people are in, fixing the pain that we're in. So this is this is a natural impulse. When people are hurting, we want to be there for them. We want to help them. But I just want to say that, you know, there are many ways that we respond to fear. Um, we might uh, have, um, we might run away, flight. We might freeze. Um, we might fight and get aggressive and feel defensive. We also might do something that's called fawning. This is a response to fear. That's where we try to make everything okay so that we don't have to feel afraid because we're fixing everything. This isn't really a healthy way for us to be, especially as practitioners. Um, We still need to make sure that we're taking care of ourselves. We need to make sure that we're not just um, going into a fix-it mode because we don't like the way it feels when other people are suffering or uncomfortable. You know, um, I think a lot of us uh, initially... We're, have been in shock of what's going on. Everything changed very radically. And um, that means that a lot of adrenaline was pumping through us. And that means that once the adrenaline stopped, we were no longer maybe feeling high, but then we were starting to feel burnt out. So really be conscious around how much you actually have to give to others right now. Um, yes, this is a time where we want to give to others, but we can't give from an empty cup. And spirit doesn't want us to do that either. We need to really just remember that like what you give to others is equally as powerful energetically when it's focused on um, filling up your own needs. Okay, so that is felt by the collective. When you are simply at home and you are taking really good care of yourself um, and loving yourself through your own fears, your own suffering, um, the collective can also tap into that knowledge energetically. And that is really an important work to do. So I'm not saying don't do group work, don't do healing work, of course. Of course do it. Do whatever you feel called to do. But notice um, maybe some of the motivations behind it, you know. Um, And be very careful to protect yourself energetically, uh, to not take on the problems of others, the suffering of others, and to be conscious of where you're at and what your personal needs are. Okay, so the ritual this week, uh, I'm going to explain a little bit further too. It's to eliminate numbing. So this is self-explanatory, although I'm going to offer some more support a little bit later. Try to find activities that support you staying present, not numbing. We are learning to tolerate discomfort, not pretend that it doesn't exist. You are going to feel bad sometimes. You are going to feel pain. You are going to feel fear. We need to make friends with these feelings, not try to run away from them, not try to eradicate them. Don't try to not feel. 
How do you numb yourself? This week is um, just really important to become clear in that. We want to offer real acceptance and connection within those patterns and behaviors. There's something to explore. All of us have some personal work going on through this crisis. All of us. No matter how much work you've done or I've done, we are all still doing our work right now. So um, be sure to stay you know, connected to that. What's my responsibility at this time? What work am I responsible to the collective by unfolding in myself? Okay, so I am, uh, I am speaking to you from my own personal isolation in Mountaindale, uh, New York. Um, as I was preparing this energy report, I had a few messages flowing in, so I wanted to share them with you guys. Message number one, spirit isn't punishing us. Spirit, the universe, not punishing us. I see a lot of spiritual discourse being spread around uh, online about how maybe what we're seeing is the universe creating equalization or teaching us humans a lesson. Let's be clear here. Spirit doesn't conspire to cause us suffering or teach us lessons. Spirit's not like, mm, I think that this is going to happen over here. Okay, that's not what's going on. Humans generate energy. That energy is constantly in flow and it responds to all the energy in the universe. What we experience as karma is simply our energy flow. The energy that we are sowing, we also reap. There's no consciousness that is willing us to suffer or to teach us a lesson. Spirit is an unending well of infinite source energy. And it exists whether or not we humans tap into it. When we don't connect to our spirit selves, our energy selves, we become mired in fear on earth, which then perpetuates more fear and suffering. What we are experiencing right now is the result of the human will when it does not connect to spirit. We are experiencing our own society and global choices as they exist, without true spirituality guiding them, guiding us from within. Spirit isn't punishing us. Spirit is not deciding for us. However, a change in the way we use our human will, starting with each and every single one of us, provides the connection that we so desperately need to survive as energy beings having a human experience. Spirit's not punishing us. What am I saying here? We have globally, as a society, we have established ways of utilizing our energy. Now we are seeing that energy return to us, and it's reflecting a complete lack of spirituality, a lack of connection to earth, a lack of connection to nurturance, to one another, to care. Okay? That's what we're experiencing. Earth isn't angry with us. Spirit is not angry with us. It is simply responding to our vibration. How do we shift it? We shift our vibration. That's it. We have to bring spirit back down into our lives, back down into our experience. The infinite love and benevolence of spirit bringing it back, creating through it. Okay, message number two. Have you accepted what is happening? Have you accepted what is happening? 
When we don't accept something, it causes resistance within us, which amplifies our suffering. Now, I know that this is so multifaceted. There could be so many different aspects of what we are accepting and not accepting. Of course, we've accepted that we need to stay home. Of course, we've accepted that coronavirus is something that we are dealing with globally. Here's an example of something that I mean. Okay, I am isolating alone. When I moved to this town last week by myself, my friends who were here decided to move back to Australia within 24 hours. So as someone who lives alone uh, without a partner, this triggered in me a, feel, a, a, a fear of being alone. I felt bad that I didn't have a partner. I felt bad that I haven't chosen to have a family or a husband. I felt alone because that feeling exists in me and it was highlighted by this um, idea that now it's out of my choice. Now I don't have a choice. Now I'm here alone. Did I make the right choices? Have I made the right choices in my life that have led me to this point where I am here and I'm isolating by myself? I allowed these anxieties to breathe within me and I accepted them. I accepted that I felt that way. I accepted that I am here by myself. Being where I am is not a punishment. It's not a signal into my worthiness or unworthiness. It simply is what it is. By accepting where I am, I could release the stories of what should be or any guilt around what isn't. This triggered in me a wave of self-acceptance where I could genuinely connect to the beauty of who I am. Right now, I've been able to tap into an energy for myself of, this is exactly where I need to be. Right now, we're having to accept what is happening, where we are globally, without finding a story to attach to it, a story that will perpetuate our suffering. The story creates more suffering, more resistance. What we need to do is accept Surrender to the feelings that come up around that, the lack of control, the lack of knowing, the suffering, and then we can open to receive the answers, the solutions. The third message, do you trust yourself to know what to do when the time comes to act? I received some questions last week about how to deal with fear and panic around how things are going to turn out. Will we have enough food? Will we have enough resources? Will we lose our homes? Do you trust yourself to move moment to moment into the answers? The only way that we can know what the future holds is to live into the answers and trust the innate knowledge we have intuitively to guide us along moment to moment. Let's be clear, though. Things could be so much worse. Okay, we know this because we have history that we can look at. The Spanish flu 100 years ago took tens of millions of lives. Yet we have made such medical and technological advancements that even in our isolation, we can still share life-saving information. No one actually has to go through this alone. We are connected and we have resources. No one could order food and supplies online in 1918. I'm not saying that what we are experiencing is easy. 
or not something that is also dredged in suffering and very real, very upsetting circumstances. But when posed with the question, will we make it through this? I have to say emphatically, yes, of course we will. Our ancestors got through much worse with much less. And so we must accept that, yes, we may have to live with much less than we are used to. We absolutely will have to change aspects of our lives, but we will survive as long as it is our will to survive. Humans have proved this can be done for tens of thousands of years. That is how we know that, yes, we will get through this. The next message that came through, again, connecting to our ritual this week, avoid numbness. Now is the time to befriend our anxieties. Healing is not about eradicating your pain and suffering. It is not about magically being a totally different person who doesn't have insecurities or fears. The longer that you do healing work with, you work in a responsible way with yourself, the more that you will see that this is true. Healing is about being able to tolerate your own suffering and anxiety it is about accepting it, and it is about nurturing it deeply. Right now, we are being acutely connected to our escapisms. Don't use them as a reason to beat up on yourself or throw your hands up to your imperfections. See them as instant gratification ways that you're trying to nurture yourself, but ones that don't bring long-lasting comfort. I don't tell you guys this to laud it over you, Okay at all, I want to preface what I'm about to say, I'm not saying this with any fucking judgment. I'm telling you this as a suggestion, knowing absolutely how difficult this is to do. Okay, you're talking to a drug addict and an alcoholic and an escape artist, ultimately. Okay, stop drinking alcohol. Stop relying on weed. Stop binging food. Stop texting or sleeping with people who you know aren't right for you. Stop caffeinating yourself. I am truly a sensitive person energetically, and I know that you are too. When I do these things, when I engage in drinking alcohol, smoking weed, any kind of escapism that takes me away from myself, my ability to manage my fears and emotions becomes mired in darkness. I experience more dark thoughts, more suicidal tendencies, more aloneness. I am absolutely 100% less energetically protected because I am not in my choice. When you are numb, you are giving up your ability to choose what's right for you to feel what's going on. And it's almost like you're just like, whatever, do whatever, because you can't, you can't be conscious of what's really going on. The reason I am sober right now is not because it's easy or because I'm a goody two-shoes. Believe me, I can get fucked up with the best of them. The reason I stay sober is because I truly cannot find inner balance when I rely on instant gratification nurturance. What we have to do, all of us, is sit with our anxieties, make friends with our fears. The answers are coming. Are we able and conscious enough to receive them? 
I promise you, you have the strength and fortitude to feel your wounding without these um, numbing agents. I can tell you that because I do it. You know, I do it. And I come from trauma, abuse. I come from a lot of conditioned uh, experience. So, I, you know, it's not like... Um, it's not like I'm saying this and I just think it's easy peasy. It's not easy. But we have to truly love, nurture, and accept ourselves right now. And that means really dealing with our anxieties without numbing them out. All right, friends. Monday, the 30th of March. Mars is going to enter Aquarius, plus the moon in Gemini is going to square Neptune in Pisces. Mars is our assertion and action energy. In Aquarius, the energy is more radical, more independent. We need freedom. We're inclined to rebelliousness. The higher expression of Aquarius is, of course, looking out for others and our altruism. The lower expressions would be contrariness for the sake of just bucking the trend. It's like Trump rebelling against uh, what, you know, the experts are saying. Um, Aquarius favors innovation and science. So this is great. We absolutely need to listen to the scientific experts at this time, while also not forgetting our spiritual integrity. We can integrate both. That's innovation. Innovation is not where you're a science mind or an intuitive mind. It's where you see both can be utilized for the greater good. Uh, some people that did this, Carl Jung, Einstein, Tesla, they were amazing innovators. Why? Because they appreciated both spirituality and science. This is something that we are looking to um, amplify right now in the way that we act in the world. This is really important, especially given uh, health issues and the issues that we are facing as, as a collective right now. We need to innovate. We need to integrate. We cannot have this polarized experience. This energy helps us personally to free ourselves internally. Even if we're not feeling physically free, there's a lot of freedom that we can access uh, through our own choices. The moon in Gemini, though, tends to intellectualize its feelings, but it can also make connections in terms of what needs healing. So with its square Neptune, which is illusions, delusions, our shadow work, which is at home in Pisces, we can become conscious collectively around where to act and where to enforce boundaries. However, perhaps, you know, around this time, we're told by the president that we're, we can now go about business as usual, something that he seems to be pushing, pushing for. Yet we know that this is harmful to ourselves and others. This could be one scenario that may match this energy, just a hypothetical. However, we've got to stay true regardless of the perceived consequences by lower authorities, earth authorities, around what is right for ourselves and humanity. We have to rely on our spiritual authority. What is the higher perspective? What is the higher good? These are the important uh, things to remember at this time. And also just knowing that um, there are karmic things afoot, afoot. There are karmic things afoot. And um, the way is through is to dismantle them. Okay, and that happens in a chaotic way where change is really um, amplified. So none of this is ever going to be easy. It's never going to be easy. But it's always going to come with um, chaos. Chaos always comes before rebirth. 
but that doesn't mean that everything is going to shit. You know, it just means that we need to really be focused in on uh, the highest outcome for these uh, for these energies and, and how we're going to rebuild in a better way for us, for humanity. And obviously, what I think is that we need to rebuild in a much simpler way. You know, we're returning to a simpler, more feminine energy of caring, nurturance, feeling, creativity, being. Uh, a lot of people who have felt called to live smaller lives, to uh, work, you know, in the fields, to make their, to, to grow their own food, things like that. Um, thank God so many of us collectively have focused in on these things because there truly is a web of support for people who are spiritually minded. Um, it's available. That community is available. These people are activated right now, activated. Um, they are really able to live their higher purpose. This is why I'm still moving forward with my shop, my community space, because yes, it might sit closed for six months or a year, uh, but eventually um, it's going to open and more than ever, we're going to provide um, unconditional love and connection and spiritual truth to people and that lovely feminine energy. Um, it's, I mean, it's wild to me when I think of just like calling my shop yin, calling my album yin, and now everything that is, uh, is, is happening, you know, um, there is a complete web of amazing individuals, yourself included, who have been preparing for these things to been preparing for more spiritual, uh, world. And, um, it's not going to be easy, but there are, uh, there are people to collaborate with. Um, there are avenues um, that are opening up ways of living. All is not lost. Okay, on Tuesday, March 31st, we've got Mars conjunct Saturn, both in Aquarius, plus the moon in Cancer is going to square Chiron and Aries. All right, so conjunctions are when planets are on the same degree. So they mean that the energies are working together to give more power to one another. Mars, our action, and Saturn, restriction, limitation, responsibility. Um, we're in a holding pattern here. Today is probably not going to be a good day to push forward with something that's meeting resistance. Okay, it means that we're limited in the way that we can act. This conjunction is active through the week. So wait for the intuitive impulse to respond rather than will your way forward. With the moon and cancer square Chiron, our wounding, we need to be fully focused on true nurturance, connecting with Earth Mother, Divine Mother, your internal Mother Self. You may feel the separation of that connection on this day because uh, as these energies um, uh, square, it, it, there's like a, um, a, uh, a rub there, a um, conflict. So it's up to you to play this role in your lives, loves. You can do it. Play the role of lovely, lovely mother to yourself. Thursday, the 2nd of, of April, the moon in Cancer is going to be opposite Pluto and Jupiter, both in Capricorn. This is a hard emotional transit with the moon opposite Pluto. Okay, Pluto is the great detective. It's the big transformer. The moon is our inner self, our emotional self. 
So this is going to throw us into the deep end on this day. You might try to have power or control over your feelings. Oh, if only there was something to do to fix those pesky feelings. And yet this will just push you further into your feelings and discomfort. Don't let anyone tell you how to feel. Don't bother subjecting yourself to shame or guilt around your feelings. There is nothing to be done but feel in a, in a very sensory, physical way, whatever it is that you're feeling. How you release feelings. Cry, shake, stomp your feet, let yourself fall apart. Release your clutch on how things should be and allow for what is. Again, acceptance and surrender lead the way for receptivity and opening. Now is not the time to act. Now is not the time to manipulate. Now is the time to feel what is in the recesses of your soul. Now the moon opposite Jupiter can have the exact opposite energy to this. And this is also happening on the same day. So that is that this can bring expansive good feelings to the forefront. Okay? Although it can also signal substance abuse or overconsumption. Remember, Jupiter is an expander. It expands. So if you have healthy habits, that's great. This is going to be tiresome if you have negative ones, though, because it's going to expand whatever's going on. So this transit can allow for us to open up more, to connect with others around what's going on internally. This is a great, moon opposite Jupiter is really good to discuss philosophy, to discuss your feelings, to discuss spirituality. Be a great activity during this transit would be um, to do a healing session or to talk to a therapist or something or a friend. Um, if you are questioning your belief system, that is a good place to be at. It was, it's going to help you build real faith in yourself. Um, but, you know, this is an emotionally sensitive day all around. Yes, there is a possibility that you could feel really good and really expansive. Um, there's also a possibility that you could feel really down. And if you're a sensitive person who feels a lot of what's going on in the collective, you might feel personally good, but still feel down because there's going to be a lot of energy going on. Um, again, Healthy nurturing, rest, nature, play, healthy food, take a bath, journal, sleep. Whatever you would do for a child, do for yourself. Friday, the 3rd of April, Venus is going to enter Gemini, plus Mercury is conjunct Neptune, both in Pisces. So Venus enters Gemini, where it will also retrograde in May. So we are in this placement from April the 3rd to August with some real work to do through the summer. This is a really important transit. Venus is connected to how we love and what we need to feel loved. It's connected to our values and belief systems. And of course, it's collected to our, connected to our resources like earth, money, food. The trouble with Venus in Gemini is that it's, it lacks commitment. It's changeable, it's curious, and it can look for stimulation in many directions at once. So while that's not great for um, maybe like committing to a partner, this placement is great for facilitating communication in our relationships. We want to analyze objectively before we make, um, before we tie ourselves to responsibilities. This is not a super passionate placement, but Jesus, I don't think we need more passion at this moment, you know? Uh, if, if you are single, it could signal that things enter into a period of wait and see through the entire summer, you know? And again, accept where we're at. It's not just that you're going to be single, whoever's single, and even people in relationships. Everybody is um, 
considering, uh, like real survival things right now, you know, and sometimes, uh, some of the more pleasurable stuff in life is going to take a, a backseat to our resp other responsibilities. Um, in terms of our resources and money, we're in a period coming up, uh, where, um, collaboration is really going to be the best way to take care of ourselves and one another. Things are malleable and will seem quite changeable through the summer, but we can see that coming a mile away right now. This is a good time for friendship, for humor, um, and to see life, even its struggle, as a collaborative adventure. We're in it together, and the way that we're going to um, heal our resource issues right now is through collaboration, is through communication. With Mercury, however, on this day, conjunct Neptune. Mercury is the mind, our perspective, conjunct. So on the same degree, empowering one another. Neptune, illusions, but also dreams, our shadow. Our mind is trying to free us from the karma of the past. And this is going to be really related to this Venus in Gemini transit and, and future retrograde. We must free our minds from the conditioning so that we can cease to continue repeating the patterns in the present for our collective. We can feel empowered even more in our unconditional love with this element of uh, Mercury conjunct Neptune, or the reverse. We can hide in our delusions, escapes, and feelings of victimization from our unhealed conscious wounding. Um, we are going to have to work together to rewrite the patterns that have put us in a place where our resources may be so, uh, are, are on uh, really shaky ground. Okay, we're really on shaky ground with our resources and we're going to have to work together to collaborate, to communicate, to ask for what we need, to listen to what others need. Um, this is going to be an important part of finding our way forward. Saturday, the 4th of April, Jupiter is going to conjunct Pluto both in Capricorn. So this is the first of three times that this uh, conjunction is going to happen. Now, this transit is a mix of intensity and luck. And again, this is going to be working with us all year long. If your goals are self-righteous, if they're power plays, if they're greedy, you will find the energy, the collective energy, responding in a very intense way. If your goals are self-development, expanding your spiritual altruistic selves, expanding your higher view of life, you will find that generous outlook to respond to you too. The choice is ours. And we will see deep polarization around both of these things. We will see fear and, and people being um, who are very mired in fear uh, reacting in terrible ways. And they will be met with intense energy. Um, but just as easily we will find beauty being responded to with beauty, love being responded to with love, generosity with generosity. The choice is always ours. I want to thank everybody who donated via Venmo, Bryce, Lauren, 
Erica and Amber, thank you for your support. Those who purchased my record, thank you. And thank you to Sarah for becoming a patron via my Patreon page. Not to mention, you know, those who sent emails and messages of gratitude this last week. I so appreciate the flow of energy. I'm so grateful that uh, my words can be a support to you and that you in turn uh, exchange energy and, and help support me. Um, I am an artist and self-employed, so I ask that if you'd like to support me as I support others through both this report and helping others to access care at a lower rate, please do so in the following ways. You can become a monthly patron of the Energy Report for $5 a month uh, or more, uh, or any amount. I'm pretty sure you can sign up for any amount. Um, let me know if you can't. Um, you can exchange energy in any amount via Venmo or PayPal. My Venmo is at Rebecca-Conran. My PayPal is RebeccaConranHealing at gmail.com. You can book a session with me. You can buy my album for $11 on Bandcamp. You can share my music, podcast, newsletter, or Instagram posts with your followers or with other people, or you can comment on them to help increase their visibility in the algorithms. You can refer someone you know to me. And, of course, you can include me in your prayers. Um, if you would like a session with me and you're a new client, you can use the code NEWCLIENT to get $50 off. After your first session and your initial clearing, you're eligible for sliding scale sessions. If you are a return client and are suffering financially but need energy support, you can use the sliding scale appointments that are active uh, under my booking toggle on my on my website. Um, and... Uh, and you can read about them uh, via the newsletters um, on my page. Take advantage of my free offerings at this time, friends. I have a meditation for stillness in my online shop, which you can download, as well as my record, which is available on all streaming sites as a personal sound path. Great for when you're feeling off, and especially uh, if you actually listen in the bath. All right, I'm sending you all so much love and appreciation. I'll speak to you soon.